Welcome to Pod to the Left, the podcast. This is your co-host, MK. And this is Victoria. And Andrew is not going to be on this episode, but stay tuned for the next episode and we might have three whole people again. Yay! Um, so, welcome back. It's been a couple weeks. We had a nice Thanksgiving break. Was um, it nice? I had a relaxing Thanksgiving break. <laughs> it was... It was well needed yes. time off. But because we did have a two-week break, we do have a lot to cover today. Mm-hmm. So let's get to first, it. Um, we are recording on Wednesday the 28th. And um, as of recording, it was just confirmed that Pelosi is going to be the Democrats. They all voted for her to be Speaker of the House. Once more. Once more. So that's pretty exciting. There was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Maybe, um, but there was no person there's like, no opponent yeah, there's going no against challenger. her just people who are like i don't want to vote for her but no one's saying i'll be the speaker if she isn't yeah no she was the clear Which. choice i think for the democrats to yeah. put in that place because you need someone who's gonna battle or go head to head with mitch mcconnell in the senate and with trump and i think she's the one who has the most experience yeah. and intelligence to do so i was reading a article today that was talking about how it, they seem like Pelosi doesn't have as much influence as she used to. And like, that's oh. what 26 or 20, uh, I know what year it is, what 2018 <laughs> said. Um, but I was thinking about it. I was like, I don't think that's correct because think of like the Abby Spanberger yeah. um, race. Abigail. Yeah. Yeah. Abigail Spanberger. Her opponent always referred to her as Nancy Pelosi and the like Nancy didn't even, Pelosi liberal agenda that's yeah. what he called her he never like addressed her by her name and she won in a district that was red for very long so mm-hmm. I feel like Nancy Pelosi does have a lot of influence still I think so too she has over 30 years of experience mm-hmm. she has remained with her district for that for a long time I think since like 2007 it was redistricted or whatever yeah. but um no, she's definitely one of the most recognizable Democrats out there. And when people think about like liberals and Democrats, they think Nancy Pelosi because she's been a part of so many important decisions that have been made, like the Affordable Care Act. She was instrumental in getting that passed and working on that bill. So and You know what I learned about her um, was yesterday what? was the 40th anniversary of Harvey Milk's assassination. Yeah. And she was the one who found him in his office after he'd been assassinated. That makes a lot of sense. Which I didn't know that until then and that's I didn't know that either a lot of sense on like her policies that she advocates for and everything else but she was the one the first person to find Harvey Milk after he'd been assassinated that's crazy so we'll have another couple years with Nancy Pelosi now yeah so that's exciting if you like her I like her so it's exciting for me yeah I think I don't know the Democrats who were opposing her I think they just want change and I think they're worried that putting her as speaker would have an impact on the 2020 election with like I don't know if this is correct like I want your inputs on this but maybe they're thinking that she's too much like Hillary and not enough like yeah. Bernie not as far to the left as they would like um I don't know if you have anything to say about I, that. I do agree with like where they're coming from and yeah. I do like seeing a lot of younger candidates winning mm-hmm. and more diverse candidates but I don't really have an issue with Nancy Pelosi specifically. I feel like she is a good advocate for minorities and everyone else. I would like to see a lot of younger people running, though, yeah. especially for president. I don't want to see another 80-year-old running. <laughs> I'm tired of the older candidates. We need someone young, fresh, 
Whose name is Beto. Whose name is Beto. <laughs> specifically, I don't know. But I do see their argument for how that could affect the 2020 races. Yeah. Um, but I think she's going to do fine as Speaker of the House as she was before. Yeah, for so. a long time, too. I think I think she'll do really well. And I think she's had to make some compromises to get herself reelected to this speaker. And um, I think she's really going to focus on immigration, which can kind of lead us into our next topic yeah. if you want to, Mary. Yeah, so over the weekend, there was... Actually, over like the past week, there's been a lot going on. The um, caravan coming from Honduras and Guatemala, um, the Central American caravan, reached the U.S. border. Um, on Thanksgiving, the president and his call to the troops, you know, normally it's a thank you for your service, happy Thanksgiving kind of call. Mm-hmm. It started off like that, and then it turned into a... I think that we should close the border down, at least temporarily, like completely close off the U.S. border, which is uh, kind of crazy because there's a lot of people who maybe if you're looking specifically at the border crossing in San Diego, there's a lot of people who might live in San Diego and work in Tijuana or Mm -hmm. vice versa. And then there's also a lot of commerce that goes in between our borders. So just looking at like the economic impact, like that would be a really bad idea. Yeah. I also don't think the U.S. should have closed borders. Um, so that was kind of the first the step first, of yeah. this whole immigration talk. Then on Sunday, they closed, they temporarily closed the port of entry in San Diego, which that was a really big travel day all across the country because it was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Everyone was going back home. Um, and then that also on Sunday, um, the U.S. Border Patrol through tear gas across the border into Mexico. So, a lot to unpack there. That's so heavy. Okay. We were just talking about this, that um, the like White House's defense was that they were using the least amount of force, right? And that the people at the border were waiting, or not waiting, they were throwing things at the officers there, and that's why they used the tear gas. But I just can't comprehend using tear gas in the first place. Now, Apparently, I think they were also trying to say that the Obama administration had done it with his border security when he was in office. I don't know if this is true or not. This is just something I read online. But I just don't agree with that whatsoever. And we have some really taunting images of, like, the children in their diapers, like, running away from the tear gas. It's just so upsetting to see. Well, the picture I'm thinking of one, it was a Reuters um, photograph of Mm -hmm. a barefoot mother Carrying, like, dragging her child basically away from the tear gas that's coming towards them. Yeah. And I just, I don't know if the Obama administration had did this. And if they did, that's terrible, too. But the fact that they're throwing tear gas from one country into another just seems also like a whole other step that I don't feel like should be legal. I don't, I don't, is un- it? I, I don't know. <laughs> and it just seems so terrible to me that we would be gassing potential citizens yeah and the people in this caravan are here to seek asylum yeah they're legally able to do that through international law and u.s law um and the trump administration is trying to make it to where they are accepting smaller and smaller amounts of asylum seekers every day and i know one of the arguments that sarah huckabee sanders had was that well if they want to enter safely they need to go to a port of entry but on sunday they had closed that port of entry yeah. and they were already there. They've traveled 3,000 miles. Yeah. Like, 
are they supposed to walk along the border till they find another port of entry? Like that's just yeah. And they've been a lot. waiting there. They have like campsites. They've been staying there trying to like do their paperwork and yeah. get into the country. And the Trump administration is just making it, it almost impossible for that to happen. So of course right. things are going to get maybe a little rowdy. But I don't think the answer is tear gas. No, I think that was a really extreme measure that is definitely going to be remembered as a dark part of U.S. history. Yeah. Um, also today they announced that the troops that are down in the border are going to be there all the way through December and I believe into January as well. Um, so, wow. I don't know why the troops are there. They are the National Guard that was called down there. They're unarmed and they're there to protect the Border Patrol agents. Um, and the Border Patrol agents have armed security guards and they have been President Trump said that the National Guard there has been authorized to use lethal force if necessary. Um, Which means they can... It means they can, but Department of Homeland Security has said they have not been authorized to use lethal force. So there's a lot of, like, miscommunication there, which is kind of weird, too. Not surprising. There's... This uh, administration is one of miscommunication. Yeah. (laughs) That is very true. Little... Subject change now. Oh, yeah. Um, so there is a new Supreme Court nominee that I was reading about. Um, Supreme, not Supreme Court. Supreme a court? Circuit Court nominee. <laughs> Already? Already. No. A circuit Court nominee. Um, her name is Naomi Rao, and she has been nominated to the D.C. Circuit Court. If she gets this nominate or if she gets confirmed, she'll be the first um, Indian woman to serve on the D.C. Circuit Court, which is. That's cool. That's cool. Um, her positions are not as cool though. <laughs> um, she, so back before we found out that Brett Kavanaugh was not just terrible in his beliefs, but also in his actions, mm-hmm. um, we were concerned. There's some concern about some of the stuff he believed, specifically that he has spoken out against how he believes a sitting president should not be subject to criminal investigation. Which Um, Trump loves. Which, you know, if you are a sitting president who's under criminal investigation, you might want to nominate someone who believes that. Mm -hmm. Um, And she also holds that position. So there's a little bit to look at there. What I find was even more concerning was that she also believes that the president holds supreme authority and that he can take any action without congressional congressional approval or anything. Um, so, like, right now there are limits on executive orders. Like, they have to follow the Constitution, which mm-hmm. is why Trump couldn't end birthright citizenship through an executive order because that would violate the Constitution. Um, so that's interesting that she's being nominated to the D.C. Circuit Court. I know good old Senator Jeff Flake mm. is refusing to vote on any nominees until there has been a bill passed to protect Robert Mueller um, and the whole investigation We'll see if that lasts, but even if he does hold on to that, he's out of office come January, mm-hmm. and the Republicans gain seats in the Senate, so oh, yeah. they'll be able to confirm all these people then. Quick caveat, so now the Mississippi runoff election has happened for the Senate, mm-hmm. and the Republicans are at 53 seats, and the Democrats at 47. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like... Is anything going to happen in the next two years that we're going to be like, no. yay? Well, I don't even think anything like legislation wise is going to get passed because the Democrats have a really large majority now in the House 
because there were a lot of elections that were called over break. Yeah. And the Republicans have the majority in the Senate. So I don't see anything getting done no. legislation wise. It's going to be uh, like two years filled with a lot yeah. of fighting. Oh, I feel yeah. like even more than I think yeah. what we've experienced. It's I just I can't wait for 2020. I really want to see how it's going to play. I just want to hit fast forward. Fast forward. Uh, looking forward to this upcoming um, year in January with the news cycle in House. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like there's going to be the incoming Democrat Congress is going to open an investigation to the Khashoggi killing and also Trump's ties to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the break, um, the president, Donald Trump, supported Saudi Arabia after the CIA report came out that MBS ordered the killing of Washington Post journalist Khashoggi. Um, And Trump's exact quote for that was that he was asked who should be accountable. And he said, maybe the world should be held accountable because the world is a vicious place. (laughs) What? Which makes me want to internally scream forever. But um, it's kind of concerning to see a sitting president Blame the world. Blame the world, like but a teenager. also Khashoggi worked for the Washington Post. That's an American company. Mm-hmm. He lived in America for a while. Um, he is, his, he's not an American citizen, but he did live and work here. And the fact that he was murdered by another country in a whole other country, yeah. like in their consulate. Like I just and that can't the report believe- confirms that. Yeah, there's a report confirmed. Yeah. Um and. The president was like, we're going to continue our arms sales to Saudi Arabia because they're a good ally. Yeah. And that's just... Great people. That blows my <laughs> mind. And I know you had some comments about that. Oh, yeah. Talking well, with your family. Um, Personally, my dad was an expat for like a, a lot of years. So he worked overseas a lot. And he was particularly, particularly um, uh, shaken up by this because it kind of gives ill feelings towards people who now are going to work overseas who may who maybe aren't American citizens like Khashoggi but are still working for American companies or if you are an American citizen you're going to work overseas in somewhere like Saudi Arabia that like your president that you can die and be killed by um someone like MBS and like not he doesn't care so like it's it's really upsetting that your president doesn't care about you I just think about how Obama would have reacted to this yeah and it makes me want to cry it's definitely alarming and i can't believe that it hasn't been it seems like it's out of the news by now like, like a this lot happened of over great over break and it's gone and i feel like this is something that we can't forget we have to keep up with this so that we can come january the democrats will open an investigation it looks like they definitely will yeah especially because um president trump before the past like couple months would brag about his monetary ties to Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. He has property there. He claims they saved him from bankruptcy multiple times. So it, as a businessman keeping good ties with Saudi Arabia would help his own business. Yeah. That's what he's thinking about, which is a whole other issue that like the president is more concerned about the Trump brand than than his country. But it's definitely interesting. And I don't know how, it's going to pan out. I know. I feel like the investigations could also wind up hurting Democrats in the long run. I know. I hope they, I, 
I want justice, obviously, but I hope they don't go investigation crazy. Yeah. That's not the look for them. That's also the people who are saying that Congress shouldn't wait for the Mueller investigation to end to begin impeachment. Stuff like that. Because you have to have proof of something before you can go forward with impeachment. Well, even if Trump is impeached, like, I don't. I don't want Mike Pence. No, and I, I don't think he'll get convicted if he's impeached yeah. because the Republicans control the House. Or the yeah. Senate, not the House. Yes. Yeah. The Good catch. The Republicans yes. control the Senate. Yeah, they control the Senate. And the Senate's the one in charge of convicting. So he might get impeached, but he's still going to be there. He's Yeah. And I feel like that will fire up Republicans so much more. Oh, yeah. that And you know what? Honestly, I feel like they would love that because then they could turn it into something that would... Um, help them in re-election. Yeah, they'd be like, look at this witch hunt. They like came witch up hunt, with a exactly. crime. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't want it to be like an investigation crazy couple years. Hopefully it won't. Hopefully. Uh, speaking of investigations, there's a new email scandal. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. With uh, Ivanka. Ivanka Trump mm-hmm. used a private email server. Where have we heard that before? I, I don't know. I would feel like if you were an incoming staff, at the White House, mm-hmm. a Republican staff. The one thing that should be going through your mind is don't use a private email server. And I'm trying to remember, I was listening to the news this morning and Ivanka Trump made a statement about it that oh, basically yeah. was like, mine's different because I'm not Hillary Clinton. She was like, oh, what we what I did is not the same thing that Hillary did. But no, it it's it the is. same. I also personally don't know a lot about email security and IT or anything like that. I don't either, so it's kind of hard to speak on it, but I don't think it was illegal when Hillary did it. I don't think it was illegal when Ivanka did it either. Yeah. I think a lot of people just are using the private email servers. I mean, doesn't Trump use his, like, normal iPhone? Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you see his, like, tweets, sometimes they'll be, like, sent with Android. (laughs) Of course, he's an Android person. Yeah. I'm just... Like, this is concerning that the president uses an Android to tweet. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of funny seeing Ivanka Trump have an email um, scandal, but... But there's no lock her up. There is no lock her up. There's also just, I don't really care about what email server people use. I don't... I also don't care about Ivanka Trump. Yeah. I don't really care, do you? (laughs) To quote Melania Melania Trump. Melania, yep. So there was a climate change report released last week uh, on Black one Friday. from the government released on Black Friday, which is the most sacred of holidays. I'm just joking. One of the slowest news days, though, of the year. Yeah. Um, basically saying that the world's going to end. It's going to cost us a lot of money. It's going to affect everything and everyone. Yeah. So, you know, really happy, good things mm-hmm. right there. Stuff to really make your holiday full of joy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a little alarming to see that and to see an economic, like, tag put on it, but it hasn't really seemed to have any effect because, like we said, it was announced on Black Friday, which people aren't really paying attention to the news that day. Yeah. Um, people are either, like, out shopping or I know a lot of people still, like, have their Thanksgivings on that Friday if they Mm -hmm. weren't able to do it the day before, so it's just not... People aren't as connected to yeah. their mobile devices, the news, keeping updated. Yeah. It's and kind of a time to step away. And so to release something this monumental and for people to not really be talking about it is, I think, what they wanted. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. That's why you would release it a month before it's supposed to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, the president was asked about it, and his response was, I don't believe it. He was like, I, I have very high intelligence, so I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> what? And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders said it's not based on facts. And I just... It, it most certainly is based on is. fact. I know there's like some little like backlash over the weekend on, was it MSNBC? I think it was on Morning Joe, maybe on mm-hmm. MSNBC. They had a climate change denier come on and talk. And oh people are God. like, why are you giving platforms, oh, platforms to people who don't believe climate change? Because it is a scientific fact. And all this other stuff. And they're like, why are you still giving these people a platform? Like, this is bad. Yeah. Like trying to see both sides. But I can't see a, yeah. a, the side of a climate change denier. Yeah. Because it's hard fact. That's what we talk about this. And um, I'm in a environmental politics class mm-hmm. right now. And we were talking about journalistic integrity, which is mm. basically just having, if you're having a debate, you have people from both sides talk. And they're like, the issue with that that everyone comes to mind is the climate change issue because yeah. 99% of scientists agree that climate change is real. It's a fact. You can see like all the data supporting it. And to have, you know, if you were to give equal amount of time, you would have to have 99 scientists and then one. But you can't do that on a show or mm-hmm. in a paper or in a like article that would take so much time. And should they get equal time? I don't think so. <laughs> If it's 99 to 1, I mean, we're not giving the same. I mean, I would con- like compare that to like the anti-vax movement. Oh, my gosh. People who say that vaccines cause autism, we don't give them that much platform because it's pretty not well established that, that, that doesn't happen. And that's the same statistics. That might be closer to 100, but it's very similar. Yeah. Like statistic-wise and how oh, many yeah, scientists probably. agree. And I just feel like it should be the same when we're approaching climate change. Yeah. That, Stop giving them platforms. Stop giving them platforms to deny climate change. But, you know, it's hard to do that when we have a president and administration that keeps telling us not real, not going to affect it, yeah. or we're not going to be affected by it. One of the things that um in the report that shook me was that asthma and allergies are going to be much worse. Yeah. Which... Pollen seasons are already hard. As someone who is year-round allergic to the state of Delaware, yeah. I really appreciate hearing that. <laughs> I love the fact that I will not be able to breathe come like 10 years. I know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't really understand why all of this is happening. I know. And it's, I when I was like reading this on Black Friday, it was like, it had years like 2095, 2100. And I was like, Oh, well, I'll probably be dead by then. But then I was like, I can't think like that. Yeah. Because, no, but obviously I care about climate change. I'm not denying it. Yeah. But I was just like, how many people are just like, ugh, fluffing it off because they're thinking, yeah. oh, I'll be dead by then. It doesn't matter. There's this thing I read about for one of my other classes called the seven generation rule. And mm-hmm. it's a Native American tradition. And like every action you do should um, not should it have a beneficial impact on the three generations before and the three generations after you? I love that. Yeah. And I just think like, wow, maybe if we thought about if that, we thought like that, you know, 80 years ago, it would have, we might not be here I know. right now. 
if we like thought about our future. Like there was that one report that was like in 30 years the world's going to be dead basically. Yeah. Now we saw and I was like, well, who needs children if we're all going to be dead by then? I know, but that's scary that that's stuff that like people our age will have to take into consideration. Yeah. When having a few in our futures. That's just yeah. That's upsetting. We won't get the same opportunities that generations before us had because of people who are denying climate change. Yeah. No, it's crazy. I know my family's gone to Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. I went there. My dad went there when he was a kid, and his dad used to go there, too. How cute. Yeah. You know, it's our little family thing. But I remember the first time we were there, my dad wanted to go take us to this glacier, and we got to it, and it was a lake. And it was just, like, a weird moment because I was like, well, I'm seeing a completely different park than my dad saw, and he's seeing a different park than, like, his dad saw. And I saw a New York Times, like, it was one of their, like, picture articles they have, Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they were talking about how the um, Yellowstone National Park of our generation is going to be monumentally different than the one of the next generation after us. And they're showing the effects of climate change, how there's going to be like whole new species and habitat in there that haven't ever been there because of climate change. Like in the Simpsons movie. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking yes. about? <laughs> the like animal with the hundred eyes off topic, but yes. still. Yeah, it was just crazy to see that and read that and be like, wow, this is, I guess I got to go to Yellowstone before it all changes was what I got from it. It's kind of like when uh, I was talking to someone recently and they were like, they're retired, they're an old professor here and they, or they were a professor here and they were saying, oh, I'm going down to New Zealand, or not New Zealand, to Australia to see the Great Barrier Reef, but while it's still there. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because it's probably going to be gone very soon. Yeah. It's one of those things you're like, that's funny. And then you think you're like, no, no it's, it's not, not funny. <laughs> Hopefully 2020 we can yeah. make some movement. I'd love to not have 80 degree days in the fall. I don't know. I kind of like the, <laughs> it's very cold right now. You're, you're a Texan. An 80 degree day wouldn't be the worst right now. <laughs> All right. On a happier note, guns. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mary. No. There's just a few random gun things I wanted to talk about that just were a little out there from this week mm-hmm. um the texas there's in the texas state senate a senator is proposing constitutional carry for texas um which is where anyone can carry a gun without a permit because it's their constitutional right i think it's ridiculous as someone who lives in texas also over on was it black friday there's a shooting in alabama yeah, at a mall but i don't think that and, that wasn't like a mass shooting no no it wasn't yeah. a mass. Sh- the police got there there's reports of an active shooter the police got there shot who they thought was the active shooter mm-hmm. said we shot the shooter the mall safe um when the act when the shooting started a bunch of people there because it's alabama pulled out their guns oh my god to try to stop the shooter and then it turned out the police shot the wrong man mm-hmm. they shot someone who was legally carrying his gun in the mall and they don't know who the active shooter was they never caught him um and this man was black and his dad was a police officer I was watching an interview with his dad talking about how much respect his son had for the police and just like blown away that his son died in the fire of police yeah. but the thing was like so many people had their guns out in this scenario and it just added confusion like yeah. the cops were like gun shoot now there were probably like 10 white guys around him with a gun out but i know i want to i want 
someone to ask that at like a town hall with a Republican. Like, so when everyone pulls out their guns, how do you know who the real shooter is? Yeah. Like, so why more more guns won't fix it? No, and they they didn't. They made it worse in Alabama because now an innocent man. He was a veteran. Yeah. He was young. I think he was in his twenties, and he was killed. And no one's talking about this. No, it's very. I mean, it's really it's hard to talk about. They yeah. shot the wrong person. So that's kind of my hesitation for constitutional carry. In addition to, I don't think people need guns because I'm not really a fan of guns, personally. Um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. And Texas already has really relaxed open carry laws. Yeah. I don't know why they need to be more lax. People can carry assault rifles in Texas if you have your permit. We can carry swords in Texas. We can carry... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we can carry you swords. You can carry swords in Texas in public. You can carry those like little... I bet like, that makes a lot of like Lord of the Rings fans really happy. It probably does. <laughs> Come like Renaissance Festival oh, time. Oh, yeah. LARPing and all of that. Yeah. No, you can carry those like little like... They're like metal balls with the spikes all over them. You can carry, like, those in public. Like, we have the wow. craziest open carry laws, so I don't know why we need constitutional carry. They have open carry on college campuses. Like, this is, tr- I feel like he was like, what bill can make me more of a Texan? Yeah. Like, this. Yeah. Constitutional carry. So that's just a lot. And then I was reading today about a university in Minnesota that is handing out hockey pucks to all their students as a defense against active shooters, which. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's a hockey puck going to do to you during a shooting. I joked about this earlier, but like if the bullet comes at you, you can throw it and def- yes. defect it in some sort of way. To quote Michael Scarn from Threat Level Midnight, mm-hmm. hey, golden face, puck you <laughs> and throw it at them. Like that's not going to stop a bullet. Or maybe you can use it to like knock the shooter out. Yeah. If you have, if assuming you have a good enough aim and aren't shaking from the nerves of being in front do of they, an active shooter, you can. Yeah. Do you think they're going to hand out hockey sticks? Honestly? Like, it's Minnesota, so maybe they're all, like, really good hockey players. They just give out, like, full hockey gear. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now that you're in full gear, I think you're bulletproof. Oh, yeah. Oh? Maybe they're just step by step. Mm -hmm. After one month, you'll get the puck. Two months, you'll get the stick. Three months, you'll get the pads. Four months, you'll get the helmet. Mm. I just think it's kind of crazy that we're living in a world where you hand out hockey pucks as a... You know, defense mechanism. I think the the bulletproof backpacks are kind of crazy. I don't know what how my um like elementary school life would have been affected if I had a bulletproof backpack or needed to buy one. Oh my god! But like, can you imagine like sending a five year old to school? Like, I work in an el- elementary school, and like, yeah. if I like saw like a need for them to have a bulletproof backpack, like that would be heartbreaking to me because I know. Why? I don't know. Or like a bulletproof vest or something. Yeah. Like it's just like a part of your like everyday attire. That would be insane. Yeah. That would totally ruin fashion. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my God. Fashion week is all bulletproof vests. Oh wow. That would make a very big statement yes. actually. Get me a fashion designer. I got a, it's got a proposal for them. Yeah. No. So that was just some interesting stuff. I was... Flying home on Monday morning, and Beto O'Rourke, the congressman from El Paso, was live streaming a town hall. You know those things he's kind of famous for. Mm-hmm. And I was stepping off the plane, or I was 
we were on the plane and about to like deboard, and someone asked about um or deplane, not deboard. You know what I mean. Uh, Anyways, yeah, yeah. we were oh, getting yeah. off the plane, mm-hmm. and someone asked about um, whether he was going to run in twenty twenty, and then the live stream cut out because <laughs> I was in the airport and there's like no service, and I was like, oh no. Um, but then <laughs> the I, worst possible moment. Yeah, but then I was able to get the mm-hmm. the answer. And uh, he didn't say yes, but he also didn't say no. He said once his term is up in January, he wants to spend time with his family, which Mm -hmm. I get. He has young children, and he just seems like a little family man. Um, But he said him and Amy, his wife, are going to think about their future. I was like, so does this mean uh, president and first lady O'Rourke? I would feel so defeated if I had lo- if like if I were him right now. Yeah. But I don't know. I have this weird feeling that he is gonna run. I or is gonna yeah. be in the running. I know this is not the last we're seeing of him. No. I would see. I could see him being a vice president candidate. Maybe if he doesn't want to go right to president, um, I could see him getting um, added to the cabinet. Of someone else who runs if he doesn't run, but I think he's definitely going to have a national political future. Yeah, coming up, I think so too. There is just so much attention and support. I mean, across the country. Yeah, it's, for him not to have a future. Yeah, I feel like he had a like the spark that I don't think Democrats have seen in a very long time. No, like I know, like in Texas, he's obviously really popular where he's from, but even across the nation, like every. Like, he's a household name to Democrats, and yeah, that was for a Texas Senate race. Like, imagine what a presidential race would look oh, like with him. Yeah, I mean, people who I talked to who, like, weren't even into politics knew who he was because he was challenging Ted Cruz, and he was running such a yeah. insane campaign. Oh, my God. I saw the funniest tweet about <laughs> his campaign. I just had to so share it. Yeah, they were talking. This girl was, like, three days... Um, after the election, someone came up to me in class and asked why I still had my Beto sticker on my laptop after he won after three days. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and said, why do you have your Confederate flag still on your truck after you lost like <laughs> hundred something years ago? Ooh, burn. And I thought that was really funny because I was like, that's true. That like, is, yeah. I don't think they're the same, but no, you they're know, not, someone's but... going to hold on to their Confederate flag and be like, oh, you're a baby. You need to get over like he lost. No. no. And you know what? I bet Beto, stu- Beto for Senate stuff is going to be worth a lot someday. It's going to be a supreme line coming yeah, at you. Yeah, supreme line. Well, no, people who lose is like their stuff is always more valuable than the people who win because obviously there's like yeah. a ton of merch or whatever yeah. for them. But yeah. I love my Beto gear. Yeah. My it's like Beto sticker. I remember with the 2016 election, I had a ready for Hillary button on my backpack. And after after you know, that one, that whole thing went down. I was like, oh, I'm not taking this off. I'll never take this off. Because it's like, it's a part of you. It's something that you really, someone you really believed in. And like, it serves as a reminder of what could be possible, what can be possible. So I saw my Beto button on my backpack. I was at the airport and this little old lady, it's like 7 a.m. I'm not really ready to talk to people yet. And she comes up to me. She's like, I love your button on your your button and I was like my what she's like your Beto button and I was like oh thanks she's like he's just so nice isn't he and I was like yes yeah like I love you sweet old lady at the love field airport I love old 
Democrats. They're so sweet. They are. Um, there's a lady where I work who I work at a theater and she comes to see shows and she always wear love. She always wears the button that says love trumps hate. I'm always like, I love your button. <laughs> She's like, thank you. We get Aww. we nerd talk together. It's cute. No, that's sweet. Yeah. So there are some good things in this world. There are. Well, I think that's all we have for y'all today. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, listening to us. Like, comment, subscribe. We Com- appreciate that. Review, not review. comment. No, I was going to say comment, but then I realized you already said comment. Yes, so. I meant like, review, subscribe. We are on Apple po- Podcasts. That is updated with every new show. Mm-hmm. Spotify takes a little bit longer sometimes. But, but worth it. We have a couple on Spotify, too. You can find us on SoundCloud. We are SoundCloud rappers now mm-hmm. with our spoken word podcast. Pod to the left. Yes, pod to the left. Um, you can find our limited edition stickers oh, on Redbubble yeah. before we change the design up. Mm-hmm. That we'll let you know. Pod when that to the happens. left. Yeah, those are all on Redbubble. Find us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back at you probably in a couple of days with a new episode. Yay! Yay! To the left. To the left.